0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Half Hour on the Jerry Monkey Podcast Network, Greg Mahochko, here in person, all the way from the West Coast. He is the co-host, Chad Smart.
1: Welcome, Greg. Uh, or welcome me. Hi. I, I don't know what to say. This is weird. I'm in person. It's I'm actually staring at you from like six feet socially distanced apart instead of That's right. a thousand miles.
0: Yeah, uh, you are the co-host on the West Coast, uh, who's now in the Midwest, and uh, we are in Studio O for this recording, because we are outside, and I know what you're thinking, (laughs) guys, hold on, it's the end of October and you're in uh, Southern Illinois, how cold is it? I'm wearing shorts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not as cold as you would expect. I will say that uh, this past week I've been in the Midwest, and I have experienced all four seasons in the past week. I was in Iowa and Minnesota and got snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I blame these Skull Brothers for that unkindly welcome to the to the what is the Minnesota state? The Viking state? The, the Twin State?
0: The land of 10,000 ten lakes or something?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's it. Um, yes, you're welcome, Tom. But uh, yeah, I had snow there and then I got rain and then I got 80 degrees and now it's lovely autumn win- weather.
0: It sure is, and the reason we are sitting outside is because uh, my son is home, the soon-to-be five-year-old, and he doesn't know anything about boundaries really. And it's, there we, we don't have you know a lock on the studio. We don't have a light that says "on air, mm. do not enter." Uh, and he put his shoes on like he was planning on coming outside earlier. We said, "No, we'll 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 get you out after after we're done recording." Uh, the dogs outside running around, being the dog. Uh, and here we are. This is the final uh, episode of the month of October. We're two days away from Halloween, and this episode, Chad, uh, it's, it's a little blend of something that you're bringing to the table and a little bit of something that I, I hope to be able to bring to the table uh, because I was not able to contribute much to your original topic. So I'm going to let you introduce your half of the topic.
1: Well, I'm really disappointed because I now I am more questioned about what type of upbringing you had, <laughs> because I I threw out the suggestion since it is October and we're we're trying to keep all Halloween themed episodes for this month. Uh, the last thing I could think of to do was Urban Legends, and you said that you had not seen the movie, nor had you seen the sequel, Urban Legends Two: Final Cut, or Urban Legends Three. I can't believe they made another one. <laughs> So you didn't have a lot. You said you didn't have a lot of knowledge of urban legends. Right. And granted, I, I really only had like two or three that come to, came to mind. But I'm surprised that you aren't more familiar with the legends. That did you not play in a cemetery growing up? Was that <laughs> I, just me?
0: I think that was just you. Oh. Um, uh, I I was never quite uh, that macabre. <clears throat> there you go. There's a there's a nickel word for you. Picked up at university, macabre.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I had a very macabre childhood, you know, as I've discussed on recent episodes of uh, of Popology 101 and I think on another episode. I I was a huge Stephen King fan growing up in in my youth and, uh, you know, back in the 80s I was listening to the heavy metal, which is the satanic music of its day, which...
0: Now uh, the satanic music of its day is Cardi B.
1: Yeah, I think (laughs) Satan has just... Instead of going with the... Overt Satan. He's just like, I'm just going to ruin everyone's eardrums.
0: Yeah, and, uh, yeah. it's it's so bad music now that people are pining. They're literally Chris pining for more Nickelback.
1: And I I think Nickelback gets a bad rap because I will say you throw on the best of Nickelback. That is an excellent CD single. <laughs>
0: I I knew I I I I honestly I I hope for a little sincerity and then he threw that last word in there and I oh I I will say I
1: I like Nickelback I have not seen them in concert because the last time they came around ticket prices were way more than I want to pay pay to see Nickelback but I think that I they are the winger of their day who just get a bad rap just because people need some a band to hate on and really when it comes to rock music in the last decade or so there are only two bands of note. Nickelback and foo fighters yeah. and everybody loves Dave Grohl it's true so Nickelback is Canadian that makes him easy to hate
0: I thought Canadians were supposed to be easy to love no. you
1: you've been there you I have been all over the Can- Canadian I the
0: Canadian the yes. Canadian
1: I have a long-standing nearly 40year dislike of Canada for when they try to kill me
0: is there a story there that we
1: haven't heard? Probably, or at least you have. I, I have shared it with other people. Are, are we
0: allowed to hear it, or is that like, you know, top secret can't? I mean, because let's face it, we're talking about urban legends, and maybe there's an urban legend about what o- almost is. This channel. could be an
1: urban legend. So I had to go to the great city of Toronto when I was seven years old mm-hmm. and had two operations done on my hip, and I went there because it was like the specialist doctor who had treated my regular doctor's daughter who had a similar condition oh, okay. and i was in the hospital for like two months and this is back in 1981 and every day they would come and take blood from me and by being there for two months they ended up taking too much blood and had to give me two pints back in a transfusion which i think the uh currency conversion was really only like well, it was like 2.7 pints oh gosh that they had to give me and then in 1994 i get a letter from the hospital saying it has been brought to our attention between, like, 1977 and 1983 or whatever. We were passing out HIV-contaminated blood. You might want to get yourself checked. Huh. So, thank you, Canadia. Good old...
0: No, we're going to skate right over that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Urban Legends and Folklore and... Really, Chad, the only one that comes to my mind, mm-hmm. and, and this is verified as an Urban legend slash Folklore... By Wikipedia, whereas I went to, after you showed up, to look at a list of folklore and urban legends. And so, the only one that comes to mind, I think every child has done it. You know, they look in a mirror, Mm -hmm. and they turn out the light, and they spin around three times, and say, Bloody Mary,
1: Bloody Mary,
0: Bloody Mary. And they open their eyes. And they're an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) That <laughs> t- took me a minute because I only drink beer, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Uh, that <laughs> they they have it. They they wait, uh, open their eyes with a drinking problem. Mm. No, uh, but they, there's always that. Um, I I don't know the technical terms for, so I'm mm. going to use the non technical terms. The residual visual imaging uh, that that is in your in your uh, you know carry from your optic nerve to your brain, and so when you do open your eyes again, you see. I mean, you see it now, you know, online, you know, people mm-hmm. say, stare at this thing and then close your eyes and look at a blank wall and you're supposed to see that, that, that negative, I guess is what it is, that optic ne- negative. Uh, and that's all it is. That's all you're ever, ever seeing. But when you're a kid and you don't understand science, like I'm an adult and I don't understand science, mm-hmm. but I understand this much. You're like, ah, oh, it freaks you out. So yeah. that's, that's my only contribution
1: to this episode
0: that, The Bloody that, Mary. That, that you, that you shared.
1: So have you seen the movie Candyman?
0: Nope. You want to you want to rattle off a bunch of other horror movies I haven't
1: seen? <laughs> uh, well, they are remaking Candyman, which I, I heard that I believe has now been pushed back to 2021 uh, because everything's getting pushed back, as we discussed recently on an episode of the fantastic podcast over at the Positive Cynicism Podcasting Network. Cheap plugs, get them in while I can. And yeah, Bloody Mary is the first one that came to me because I'm trying to think if I ever did it. I am. I'm sure that if I did, I was afraid that Bloody Mary would show up behind me, and and kill me. But yeah, I and I don't even know the origins of that. I don't know if you saw it in your in your extensive research that you did two minutes before the show recorded. Spoiler. Nope. Uh, but yeah, it, it seems weird how interesting how these urban legends get spread. No matter where you grew up, you always have either the urban legend or a similar right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and again, it, it's I don't know if it's, you, you know, America is such a melting pot. And so mm-hmm. we come from uh, so many vast cultures. Uh, and so I don't know if, you know, some of these are, you know, like Eastern European mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, like Dutch English or, you know, <laughs> whatever, uh, where, where their heritage is. And so, you know, that one village... Uh, might say, "Oh my gosh, you know the the Bloody Mary visited mm-hmm. me, and and uh, whatever it was." Then they bring that over, and well, now you have fifteen people telling fifteen more people, and then it spreads, and and you know they mm-hmm. they uh, continue across the country. That's an that's a theory. That's, that's a theory.
1: So the other one that I was surprised that you weren't familiar with that I can could remember off the top of my head is the story about these two teenagers out on Lover's Lane or whatever and they Whee! turn the radio on just in time to hear the news story about the escaped mental patient who has a hook for his hand <laughs> and he's you know out on the loose and the all of a sudden they the couple start hearing noises and the girl gets freaked out and she's like we got to get out of here and so the boy you know hops back in the driver's seat turns the car on and they speed off and when they get home when they get to her house to drop her off he gets out of the car, and there on the door handle is a hook.
0: Oh, no! I uh, uh, I feel like they've made
1: that into a movie. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's called Urban Legends. Oh,
0: Okay. Oh, <laughs> and so... <laughs> I'm sure
1: they've, it's been used in other sources. Uh, because...
0: and, and well, I guess no secret that Hollywood—and no offense—is uh, out of originality. And but this is not like a new dilemma for them. Is they've always you know, kind of carried themselves on the backs of. Of, you know, folklore, mm-hmm. urban legends, you know, other IPs that they can scoop up on the cheap because the writers are dead and their estate needs money. Like, yeah. you know, like the Hans Christian Andersons or, or uh, 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 Grim, Brothers Grimm. That one too. I was thinking of a, of like a and I the only reason I, this one's in the Nathaniel Hawthorne. I think uh, Treasure Island. Okay. Uh, and the only reason is because we were watching Treasure Planet earlier today on on the Palouse. So
1: um, when when he eventually passes, how long before Hollywood makes a movie based on the urban legend of Richard Gere and the Gerbil?
0: <laughs> I don't even know that story. Uh, it
1: was referenced in Scream, so I, I feel like it's fair play. The only, I'll tell you often. The
0: only thing I know about gerbils is a uh, reference to the beginning of mall rats.
1: Similar story. Yes, that oh, okay. is the yeah.
0: Well, I had to do something to get the gerbil out of there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so, I mean, as far as folklore's go, like I'm not I'm not well versed on them. So, my contribution to this episode was going to be uh, like ghosts and, and the paranormal and the phenomenon mm-hmm. that we have, you know, because ghost hunters I think it was called just something simple like Ghost Hunters was uh, has perennially been a big hit on I think A and E that mm-hmm. network uh, where you have a crew of pseudo scientists. Uh, no disrespect to any <laughs> Ghost Hunters out there. I just you know um, I'm I'm, just, I'm not a believer. I don't believe in ghosts. But you have a lot of people who are they gonna send up you know set up you know, night vision cameras and thermal imaging and everything mm-hmm. else. Like oh, did you see that speck of dust? I think that was a ghost. <laughs> uh, and I remember. And, and you might recall this as well, but this might have been when you had self-admittedly uh, uh, aged out of, of uh, MTV. But there used to be a show, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like they'd take five or six 20-somethings, mm-hmm. you know, put uh, like the, the selfie, like an mm-hmm. early version of a GoPro on them and things like that and send them into haunted places. Mm-hmm. Be it, you know, old, you know, shut down penitentiaries or, yeah. you know, asylums, things like that. I don't know if you remember that show.
1: I want to say it was... Something like Scare Tactics or Scare factor, or something like that? Scare
0: Tactics, I think that's okay. right. I know it wasn't I, Scare I, I
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know of it, but I, don't, I never watched right. it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, so that, you know, I, I remember, you know, and there's, for me, the uh, attraction was always going and seeing these old historic places. I don't care if they're haunted or not. I don't believe in it anyway, you know. Um, it, like, I've worked in a haunted house, so I, I've seen, you know, I've, I've I've worked in a very low budget haunted house. <laughs> let me specify. So I've seen some of the behind the things, behind the scene things that people do. But even like uh, as was some, it a
1: like low rent? Uh, <laughs> yep, that's yeah, what I'm looking that's for. The one. Haunted house. Was it just like showing a stack of bills with like property taxes?
0: <laughs> <and> really? <laughs> it it was uh it, it was in the JC positive
1: pregnancy test. Oh gosh. Oh. <laughs>
0: No, that wouldn't scare me. Uh, obviously, because everybody knows that we got, you know, my my son who, occasionally comes to the back door mm. and knocks. Uh, yeah. He's gonna have a couple of baby brothers. But uh, uh, no, it was it was a civic organization, the JCs, and you know they for they ran for a number of years, so many years it was considered the longest running haunted attraction in Southern mm. Illinois. Uh, and then, it, you know, it's not anymore. Yeah. But uh, you know, so I've been trying to be you know inside like okay what what works on scaring people but even something as as low tech as you know like going in the office mm-hmm. and jim could trying to convince dwight that he has uh telepathic powers and mm-hmm. he's trying to make the coat rack move <laughs> and and pam's there with the umbrella hook you know hooking and dwight's a I mimic mean, like, it's not hard you know unless you're there and you can see that you know there are no you know fishing lines yeah. and everything i mean it's Everything else is just... I, I'm, I'm very much a skeptic, in, in, and okay. in that affects my ability to believe.
1: All right. I, I believe simply for the bully, fact that it makes life more interesting. That's mm-hmm. so why I believe in the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot, and a socially, socially liberal, fiscally conservative candidate <laughs> will eventually become president. Someday. Someday. This is the last episode that drops before... Uh, before the before the big scare of 2020. Right. Before uh, the
0: next hammer falls on yeah. the air.
1: I, so I, I, I've never seen a ghost, but I have... I think it's like a, a cousin's husband who... Uh, I've heard stories that when they lived out, they bought a property like an old farmhouse. Mm-hmm. And they... The husband woke up one night and there was this old guy standing at the foot of the bed. And it turns out it was the previous owner who had, uh, you know, had had passed on. And then a few days later, the husband was out in the barn and they had an old rocking chair that had been put up. And the chair was sitting out, and the old man was sitting in the rocking chair and allegedly said, "Well, I don't like what you've done with the house. I'm just going to move out here." Huh. Now I can't verify it, right? But and I've heard that like secondhand from. And sources, so uh, you know, I mean,
0: it's a very polite ghost. Yeah, you know, he's like, I don't like what you do in the house. Get out.
1: Yeah, there's no poltergeisting. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, I don't. I would, I'd be curious, and, and I do freak myself out. I, you know, like when I saw Blair Witch Project, the movie itself didn't freak me out. Me thinking about it after the fact right. freaked me out.
0: It it was insane. You know, like the movie was like, okay, it was what it was. You know, they had like. Uh, a bunch of circumstantial, you know, things leading up to the climactic, you know, last 30 seconds or whatever of the movie. But I found it very unnerving to drive at night through, like, you know, two-lane roads that had big, tall trees, you know, on, on the sides. I'm like, okay. I mean, I know it, it's a movie. It's fine, but <laughs> but, but still. Um, but going back to, you know, like, the mm-hmm. we had a situation... And I'm going to use the word situation <laughs> because this was only ever claimed to be seen once at our old house. Mm-hmm. So not this house now, thankfully. Uh, but at our old house, our, our first house, my wife and I had as a, as a couple. We had some friends over and uh, one one of my wife's friends, uh, she said, what was that? I'm In the sitting, in the, I don't have a good vantage point or I was in the kitchen. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I just saw what looked like a lady in a long white dress walking down your hallway. Hmm. you know'm like this house was made in like the 80s so it's not like it's any you know colonial or or it, you know any anybody mm-hmm. like from the the flapper age you know Charleston in or anything like that but I'm like I don't know what you're talking about I, I you're crazy um have another beverage hmm. <laughs> that type of thing so I don't I again that part of me is the, that the skeptic but part of me is like I, I, it's kind of like aliens you know if if aliens existed, they'd probably try to make themselves known.
1: Well, maybe they have, and our government just keeps shooting them down. And
0: is that the MIB? You want to talk about that uh, <laughs> Men in Black uh, <laughs> uh, uh, urban legend that that I read about briefly? Sure. Uh, so we well, hopefully by now you know it's twenty something years after the fact that that the Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones movie came out. The Men in Black it was based on a comic book, so it's been around even longer than that but if you go to and again it's Wikipedia so it's not the most trusted of sources but I have to believe that they get their information from somewhere just like Dave Meltzer's of the world and things like that uh, if you don't know who Dave Meltzer is you're better off, <laughs> never mind um, that, that's a shout out to you Kevin because you'll get the reference um, but there, there is apparently a certain group of individuals who believe that Men in Black's not just a hit movie franchise that's
1: well, it's not anymore
0: tapered off, you know, yeah. <laughs> drastically since the first one. Uh, but that they're actually men in black suits sent from the government to hush up people who have, uh, uh, you know, been uh, UFO spotters or claimed to have been uh, abducted by aliens, uh, and and threaten them with force, which is not at all what the men in black do. Everybody knows they're a covert okay. sect, and uh, and and they've got the uh, flashy bulby thing. Yeah.
1: Well, going off of that, going back to your paranormal activity show mm-hmm. and whatnot, <clears throat> I had a I have an uncle who worked in television for like twenty years, and then once I moved to L.A., he got out of the business altogether. So was he's not, like,
0: I don't want to be anywhere near. China. Yeah,
1: not very helpful to me in my <laughs> career. <sighs> anyway, the last time that I spoke to him before moving out to L.A. was he was here in the. O'Fallon area, Illinois. He was working on a show for I think it was called A and E as mm-hmm. well. It was called A Haunting, and it's all about people who claim to have either experiences with ghosts or aliens or or whatnot. And and so he would have to come out and like talk to the people that is in the show and get their story. And we were talking. He's like, "As I said, like, so do you believe him?" He's like, "No." He's like, "You get to talking to them nine times out of ten. You know, there's alcohol involved." There's other uh, medicinal products mm-hmm. that are, are involved or – and these people are not reliable witnesses anyway. So he – so there's a show that's based all on, you know, these, these experiences that apparently never really happened, according, you know, to his research. And all the other ghost hunter shows, how come, much like the Finding Bigfoot series, why do they never have any proof? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's like next week we're gonna go back out, we're gonna find something. Well, we didn't find anything this week, come back next week, yeah. and we'll. I uh, so I think it shouldn't be called Finding Bigfoot, it should just be called Looking for, looking for, or wasting time in the woods.
0: And there was um, after Disney Plus came out, mm-hmm. I you know went because National Geographic, you know, is, is part of that uh, uh, streaming platform as well. So I just found like an hour, hour and a half long documentary or something about uh, uh, finding Atlantis. And Atlantis mm-hmm. is one of those; it's a, it's an ancient civilization that disappeared, and nobody knows why or mm-hmm. where it was. And at the end of the show, I got a lot of theories, I got a lot of speculation, I got zero answers. Mm-hmm. And and that's you know like the the ghost uh, you know ghost hunters, the the finding uh, Bigfoot thing. It's like like you said, they're never finding anything. Mm-hmm. They're spending somebody's uh, money. They're spending producers' money and, and networks' money to look for it because they know that people are intrigued.
1: We'll watch it. And then after your Atlantis documentary, did you go watch Atlantis Lost Empire?
0: Actually, uh, no. Oh. But I think that's an underrated movie.
1: Because that probably would have answered your questions that you had because they find Atlantis. Right. Milo movie.
0: actually does the work. Yeah. And that's in uh, like. Nineteen twenty or something yeah. like that. I mean, that's that's pre-depression era because you got steampunk, steam-powered uh, you know ships yeah. and, and vehicles, and a uh, uh, little Milo he and Milo's return, Atlantis two.
1: I didn't see that one.
0: <coughs> like uh, I know it? I know it exists.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't really have any unanswered questions after Atlantis, so
0: you're like, it's been found. It's been found. Fantastic. That's all we need. <laughs> uh, there was something else that I, w- I was going to segue into. Um, Okay, so being that you're in Hollywood and we talked a little bit about some of the uh, you know shows and, mm-hmm. and, and things behind the scenes, by the way, I think the uh, the haunting show that that your uncle mentioned yeah. really should have just been called uh, we, we changed the name, we're calling it intervention <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, uh, let's take uh, some of our you know final few minutes and talk about some of the popular theory conspiracy theories in Hollywood. And the one that pops in my mind, the, the one that I want to talk about, because you always feel like there's been enough drama, no pun intended, or pun intended, I don't care, uh, in Hollywood studios, you know, mm-hmm. like MGM and, you know, Disney and yeah. studios that aren't even around anymore. But, like, so the one that always uh, fascinated me, and, and I look forward all the time, and, and obviously everybody has for decades, is the one about the uh, uh, the... Was it the alleged hanging in Wizard of Oz and, and behind hmm. the scenes? Uh, I, do you hear, based on, on maybe not the nature of your work, but just in your location, do you hear about a lot of like historical like, conspiracies and things like that or, or theories that out, that take place out in Hollywood studios maybe like 100 years ago?
1: No. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, that was a conversation right. over. Uh, the show's no, going to be a little yeah. short this time. <laughs> I had forgotten about the Wizard of Oz one, and uh, I'm at least glad you did not bring up the three men and a baby ghost boy. Which, no. Um,
0: you talked about that uh, when you covered that with Mike DeKalb on uh, Out of Touchstone. Yes.
1: I was going to say, you can go listen to Out of Touchstone to get this real story on that urban legend. Which, again, I just find fascinating that people like are so adamant about it. Um, I'm trying to think. Cause I, the only other Hollywood legend story that I can think of is Fatty Arbuckle. Who, um, I believe, killed his mistress or... Um, Fatty was... Well, he was called Fatty for a reason. And apparently he suffocated a young lady uh, uh, accidentally. And then I think there was some cover-up involved. I could be completely wrong. I could have this story way off. But that's how I remember. I don't... Other than the Richard Gere story and... um, I, I can't... I'm trying to think of any other major Hollywood urban legends other than the fact that there are original screenplays somewhere in a vault that the studio heads are just keeping away from the public. Really? Yeah.
0: Like, are they like old screenplays, like historic screenplays, or are they Mm. just like screenplays that are...
1: They're just screenplays that aren't sequels, prequels, remakes, reboots. It's an original idea that,
0: yeah. (laughs) I see what you're doing there. Yeah. (laughs) And and they'll never see (laughs) the light of day. Yeah.
1: Uh, One more, this is...
0: I don't know if this is this is unrelated, really, but I don't know where else to ask it. since so she talked about you know movies being locked away in a vault. The, Walt Disney's
1: head—that's another one. Okay, well yeah. that's not where I was going to go. Oh,
0: um, but the John Malkovich movie that's yes. set to come out in like twenty-one fifteen or something. Oh yeah, like the one hundred year. The, yeah. What what's up with that? Like I've talked about it before, <laughs> and nobody in hundred years is going to know who John Malkovich Jesus. is.
1: Yeah, or where that movie could be found because. Right. Or be able to play it in a hundred years. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just a, a, a marketing campaign that really didn't do much because I'd completely forgotten about it since you mentioned it. It's, it's kind of like the Wu Tang Clan's album that they only made one pressing of, and oh. that one pharmaceutical douche bought it for like 000, 000 a million dollars and it somewhere. Yeah.
0: I, so my. My biggest wonder about that, and and again, I were recording on my phone this episode, so mm. I'm not looking up on IMDb. But it would have been really hilarious if that was a 20th Century Fox mm. movie, and then when they got bought by Disney, <laughs> or Disney's like, we're not waiting. We need content. We got <laughs> we got this uh, uh, platform. We got this. Yeah. Um, uh, streaming service, we got to get stuff oh. out there. That would have been a really uh, comical. Yeah, debate.
1: and I don't even know if it's a full movie or if it's a short film or I what.
0: I think it's a full movie. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just uh, trying to hedge their bets on inflation in hundred years. Maybe like, we're gonna get our money we're back. back. Um, I I know we are. Uh, uh, yes, sir.
1: No.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying. I got two more thoughts. You, no. <clears throat> he was no, saying, was saying two got minutes. Two more minutes. Um, so with. I, I, all right, so let's let's finish up with this because I have been, you know, watching. I I, I don't know if I got criticized. I didn't get criticized because nobody commented. But I have been watching something that has a little spook factor okay. here in the month of October, and it's on the HBO Max, and it is Lovecraft Country. <clears throat> and if you like uh, some thrilling, mind bending, sometimes gory, it's HBO. So let's face it, it some boobs in there uh, as well. Uh, Lovecraft Country is—it's a hit for me. If um, <laughs> my dog squeaks from the yard somewhere, it—it uh, it started out really like on a it, the most thrilling car chase of 25 miles an hour you'll ever see. Mm. And i talked about it with Mike. If you want more, check out Nerds United here on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. But uh, it was you know back in in, in pre-Civil Rights time where. Uh, the sundown towns and Sundown counties, which I'd never heard of. It's mm. kind of like, kind of like uh, watching Watchmen on HBO. Uh, and I didn't know about the the Tulsa uh, Black mm. Wall Street um, either. So, what I like about this is that it, there's some history involved, but at the same time, there's uh, you know there's just some very uh, paranormal, supernatural, mystical elements as well. So uh, I'm enjoying it. Like I said, it, it's definitely not for kids, but. If, if that might be something up your alley, folks, uh, check out Lovecraft Country on HBO Max.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking, you mentioned Watchmen, and, and along with Lovecraft Country, that <clears throat> these productions are being made and set in a time when it's okay to have racist characters. And I think there's a conspiracy there that this is how Hollywood continues to be racist. And I would love to tell you more, but we're out of time.